0: welcome to my world i'm your host kevin rutherford it is wednesday february 7th it's time for destination health we are here live phone lines are open jump in right now and start dialing the number to join us 855-950-3835 you can also use the call now button on your app we'll be getting to those calls here in just a little bit a couple things while we wait on some calls i don't really have a lot this morning one of the projects I want to start working on I'm just not sure when I'm going to get a lot of time to do it, but uh I'm working on it in little bits and pieces when i can um I'm working on the rest of the lifestyle issues we need to address to make ourselves optimally healthy you know even myself the the changes I've made in my diet have been incredible i mean i, I it's it's pretty shocking to me how much. Better health I'm in at 60 than I was at 50. Um, That was a major change for me. I just, I, I still think it's incredible how much better I feel. And, but it's certainly not perfect. Sleep is still a big issue for me that I struggle with all the time. And I've been trying to figure out why. What is still wrong that we're not living optimally and i also with the coaching program now i'm dealing with some pretty tough cases that have made big changes but they're not seeing the health results they should see and that's it, it's unusual most of the time we get the results we expect to get up to a point diet changes a lot there's no doubt about it but for some people even a very strict diet over a long period of time hasn't been enough to get them the same results that most people get. So I've really been working on why, why do we have these cases that they don't get the results out of the diet they should, and we can't solve the problem. And then what else could we be doing after diet to be even healthier? Now, I've spent a lot of time on stress, which is still one of my big issues. I know that has an impact on my sleep. And I mostly that is me not taking the time to work through my stress protocol like I should. When I do it, things really start to improve. And once I make that a, a lifetime habit where I'm not starting and stopping and testing this and trying that, I am convinced that I will see big improvements when I do that three or four times a week and I stay consistent and I just make it a part of my day. Like my diet is a part of my day now. I don't, I don't change the way I eat. I really don't backslide on my diet and because of that, I get the results. I've gotta do the same thing with the stress protocol. Then I, I'm looking at some other things In a lot of these things, when you compare the United States to other countries in the world, we we seem to be the worst at all of this. It's not that other countries don't do it. Some other countries don't do some of these things at all. They're outlawed, but most countries, even if they're not outlawed, they don't do them as much as we do. One of the things we've talked about are prescription drugs being advertised in only two countries in the world. That does change things, I positive that they sell a lot more drugs because of all the advertising. It would be nice if we could just eliminate that. That's obviously not a problem in our world, though. I don't have many people that are on prescription drugs. And if they are, we can usually work to get them off. But here are some of the things that I think are are worse in our country, stress being one of them, Um, EMFs. We have a lot of um, a lot of things about EMFs that make it worse in our country than it is in some other countries. Uh, vaccines. Uh, the the whole vaccine thing is completely out of control and is causing health issues that are very, very confusing and hard to figure out. Uh, there's some evidence out now. I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday or not. Uh, that not only the covid vaccine specifically but i'm also talking about all of the vaccines they they roll out new vaccines now on a pretty regular basis there's vaccines for almost everything anymore and they keep adding more vaccines to the childhood schedule which is a problem but specifically the covid vaccine is a big problem the evidence keeps coming out how deadly this thing really is there's some new evidence now we know that does produce the spike protein in the body and the spike protein causes problems we know that that's how it works by producing the spike protein that was a bad idea that's not how typical vaccines worked but that's how this one works the mrna technology we now have pretty strong evidence that not only does it create the spike protein, it creates other random proteins that our body can't recognize. That is exactly how you cause immune system issues and autoimmune conditions. This is what leaky gut allows. Leaky gut when we talk about it, allows foreign proteins that should not be in our bloodstream to get into our bloodstream. The immune system sees them and builds antibodies to them. And many times those foreign proteins are similar to the cells in our organs. So now if our immune system builds antibodies to these foreign proteins, those antibodies attack our organs That's what an autoimmune condition is. Now we know that it is producing, the the COVID vaccine is producing foreign proteins. It's no wonder why we are seeing an explosion of people getting more sick all the time. It's no wonder we're seeing explosions of turbo cancers. You know, we talk about the fact that why are so many athletes dying? Why are so many celebrities dying? There's nothing different about athletes or celebrities other than because of their job and travel and the way things happen. Many of them were either pressured or forced to get the vaccine. On the celebrity side, we could probably make a claim that the majority of Hollywood and celebrities are more liberal and supported the vaccine heavier. Maybe not so much in sports, but a lot of times in sports they were forced. So there's two reasons I think we see bigger numbers. The first one is, yeah, maybe they are more vaccinated than the general population. And that would tell us something that is a clue that it's the vaccine causing the problem. But the other thing is, and this is the scary part. There seems to be data, if you look around at countries in the world, you know, total mortality rates, that a lot more people are dying for unknown reasons. Why celebrities and movie stars and and sports figures and politicians, newscasters? Well, it's not happening in, in much bigger numbers than them, but they're in the public eye. We see them. We know about them. You don't know about... My neighbor who died from this, I don't, I'm not saying that literally, but we don't know about the average people. But when you talk to people, if you really get into conversations with people, it seems like somebody, just about everybody knows somebody who has been vaccine injured. I know people who have died. So the the vaccine and the entire vaccine schedule is a problem. And in the US, that's worse than just about everywhere else. Fluoridation of the water, I'm going back to other things that are impacting our health that I'm going to start working on, how do we remediate these things? And sometimes the answers aren't easy. Fluoridation, well, if, if you live somewhere where they put fluoride into your water, and they still do this in a lot of places, then i would not drink that water i could probably go look to see if there are filters that take out fluoride there may be Uh, we have some pretty good filters on the markets these days but it'd be better just to avoid that water completely drink and cook with bottled water if you live somewhere like that i'm fortunate when it comes to water we have really clean water here and they don't use fluoride because the water is so clean they use very little uh, chlorine or things like that to sanitize it. So uh, living in a place with better water quality is, is one answer. That's not an easy one, though. Uh, just general toxins in our environment. We have so many chemicals and toxins in our environment now that didn't exist 100 years ago. None of these things existed 200 years ago. And now they're everywhere. We're surrounded by them all the time. Of course, that's impacting our health. And what can we do to, to remediate that? Well, you, the best we can do is be aware of it and, and make different choices. Um, clothing, buy more natural clothing. The other area that's big um, that I have on this list is personal care and household cleaners. You know, it is, you can buy a specific cleaner for every item in your house now. You can buy a fabric cleaner, a carpet cleaner, a window cleaner, a countertop cleaner, a stainless steel cleaner, an oven cleaner. I Just go on and on and on and on. They make specific cleaners for everything, and how many people have 87 different cleaners? in their house that they're exposed to all the time one of the solutions i've found for this it works really good there are some really nice natural cleaners for surfaces around the house um, there are companies that make cleaning vinegars really concentrated vinegars one downside to these the stronger they get the worse they smell they just don't smell all that great but You know, a 20% or a 30% cleaning vinegar works really good, completely natural, nothing to worry about there. So we can make changes in these things. We may not be able to avoid, no, let me correct that. We can't avoid these things anymore in our life, unless you're willing to go live somewhere very, very remotely away from all this stuff. We can't eliminate it, but we can do a lot to change it. Um, household cleaners are pretty easy personal care what I've found as far as personal care products go really get it down to the absolute minimum that you need and honestly I could uh, let me think here for the most part I'm gonna speak as a male here women I guess might be a little different Um, a really good clean natural soap something made with beef tallow or goat's milk soap, Uh, essential oils only, you don't need a lot. Soap can have just a couple ingredients and work really, really well. The soap we have in our store is awesome. Lathers like crazy, it's rich, it makes your skin feel incredible. There's only like four or five ingredients in it. Um, So for me, what kind of personal care products do I use? Well, I use soap um not nearly as often as i used to and that freaks people out too but i don't really care anymore um i use some really natural deodorant the stuff we have on the store on a limited basis i don't put it on all the time every day and that freaks people out Uh, and i use the toothpaste although i'm even thinking about moving away from that Because that's not really necessary. Brushing your teeth with with water works really well. In fact, you would be far better off brushing your teeth with nothing but water rather than using any toothpaste that you find in the store for the most part. If you are going to use toothpaste, make it a really good natural. The clay toothpaste we have in the store is excellent. Uh, And for me, that's it. There are no other personal care products that I can think of at the moment. So that is an area where you can make a big difference. Women, this is a tough one. I, I honestly would love to see just no makeup whatsoever. I don't even understand this concept of, you know, women painting their face on every day. I don't know how we got started with that and why that continues. That's such a horrible practice in every way. I would much rather just see somebody natural, really. But it's just when you think, especially with women, how many personal care products women use every day and stuff that stays on their skin all day long, like makeup. It's one thing to use soap and then at least rinse it off. It's still a problem. But women have the biggest problem with this because they're using a ton of products that stick with them. All the hair care products, uh, the, the, the makeup and, and all of the cosmetics and all their skin care routines that are supposed to make their skin so much better and never seem to. A good diet and using a good tallow-based soap um, will make your skin look incredible. You don't need any of that stuff. Uh, what else did I have on there? Uh, EMFs um, are a big one. And the more and more I read about EMFs, the more I realize this may be a far bigger problem than what we think. It's also the one that requires the biggest change in lifestyle to eliminate. Now, here's something interesting that I've learned while I've been studying this. It's not just our new modern electronics. Electricity alone has a big impact on our body. For some reason in my mind, this has been about cell phones and Wi-Fi routers and Bluetooth and those things are a problem. But I was not thinking that we are affected just by the electricity in our home in a negative way. The more digging I do, the more I think that this may be one of the biggest reasons for Alzheimer's. This has a huge impact on Alzheimer's. There's a lot of proof of that now. And if we combine our horrible diet loaded with sugars and carbohydrates, which we know is also a problem with with Alzheimer's and dementia, now I see the impact that just electricity has had on this. And now all of the electricity that we are surrounded with all the time. One of the things I am looking at are ways to at least really minimize or this is going to sound a little weird, but even eliminate the electrical issues we we face at night. Uh, One of the articles I talked about literally said there are people now that are turning off the power in their home at night. I got thinking about that that may not be as difficult as it sounds with a little bit of planning you know obviously um, you're gonna have to set some things up there are some ways you can actually put a switch in your bedroom and you could wire the house in a way that certain circuits would be left on your refrigerator or freezer obviously Uh, but you want to keep those to a minimum electricity travels through the circuits but they're, they're saying you could really make a big improvement in this if you had a way to turn off the majority of the power in the house while you were sleeping. Most of the year for us here, that wouldn't be a big deal. Something to think about, you know, um, it could be really inconvenient or you might be able to set it up in a way that would be more convenient. Um, certainly get electronic devices out of the bedroom. Cell phones are a big problem. I really don't carry my cell phone around. I I try to keep it away from my body as much as possible. I just realized, as I said, that mine's in my pocket now, and that is unusual. I don't normally keep it in my pocket. So I'm gonna start working on these things. I have an idea for an experiment that I would love to try, and it it may happen this spring. Um, I'm gonna be doing a lot of work out at the farm this spring. I'm I'm planning on um, replacing all the fencing uh, on the property. And just the first garden alone, I, I'm going to expand the back garden because I've got great room back there and great soil. Uh, so I'm going to have about 300 feet of fence line just on that first garden. And throughout the rest of the property, probably another four to 500 feet of fencing. Uh, I'm going to do the majority of the work myself with a little bit of help. Uh, I'll be out there planning this spring, getting the garden ready. I'm going to be spending a lot of time out there. One of the things that I'm thinking about trying is if uh, I go out there and spend just an entire week, just stay out there, you know, that first initial week in the spring, get as much work done as I possibly could. I'm really considering if I go out there to do that to um, basically just turning off the electricity. And just leaving it off i mean that that it, it really is set up over there for that it, it's a much easier property uh to live and be comfortable comfortable on with no power i don't need it to cook uh, that time of year i don't need heating or air conditioning it's very mild temperatures uh, i have uh, set that property up with oil lamps as uh, backup lighting in power outages so i'm thinking what what if i just what if I just spent a week, no devices, no routers, no internet, no laptops, and not even any electricity? Would I be able to see a difference in a week? And if I did, then I think I would be even more motivated to find ways to live minimizing these things. And there are ways we can shield things. You know, right now, I just wonder as I started to do the research on this, is is this enough of a problem that it's worth doing all these things I'm, I'm learning about and figuring out like shielding and grounding and is it worth it to spend the money go through the time make those changes in my lifestyle am i going to see a big enough benefit and i guess the only way to know is to is to do it so uh, i will probably start working on that sometime soon um and then the idea of well how much difference would it make if you could just eliminate electricity for a while, not that that would be practical in real life, I get that, but it, it would tell us if I can see real benefits in just a week of of really trying to avoid all the instances of of EMFs that we have. Uh, see if there's enough of a benefit there, and, and maybe there is. So. I'm going to work on that. One other thing real quick. Um, I don't see a lot of calls yet. What's going on? Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I do. I'll get to those calls here in a second. got a full board just about. Um, Stress is still, like I said, stress is still a big one for me. I've done all the work. I know how to make it better. I just haven't been disciplined enough to do it yet. And I make all the same excuses everybody else does. I'm too busy. I'm too tired. I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, I got to change that. I got to get serious about this. But I also realized that there are ways we we make our own stress worse. Yesterday was a day like that for me. I'm a little stressed about the CMC. I'm excited about it, but it's a lot of work and it's coming way faster. Um, then I thought so now I'm starting to get stressed about it and so yesterday and, and this is that thing with the resistance every day I set time aside to go work on this and every day so far I want to say something happened but multiple somethings keep happening and there are things you you really can't kind of ignore you just got to deal with them but they just don't stop right now but I, I realized that When those things happen and they do, that's just life. Our mindset, the way we think about things is really where the stress comes from. I thought about the situations yesterday that were causing me stress, and I realized these are not stressful situations. I am making them stressful because of my mindset. For example, yesterday I wanted to get off the air And go work on nothing but CMC material and uh, (coughs) Lisa was working down at the warehouse because we're a little short on people right now so the house was nice and quiet Uh, she had diesel I had this whole afternoon I was really wanted to get a lot of work done well I had that issue with the tire on the coach by the way we solved the mystery it was I believe it was the cold that did cause the problem even though You know, we talked about it yesterday and nobody could think of a time where it got cold enough to make a tire come off the rim but it was the temperature so we uh, we got the tire off the rim inspected the tire absolutely nothing wrong with it Um, so we put it back on the rim aired it up sprayed it down with soapy solution checked it again no leaks anywhere except a little tiny leak at the valve stem so we took the valve stem out there was a little bit of corrosion on it and we replaced the valve stem i think it'll be fine i think what happened was the valve stem is, was starting to go bad it had the corrosion the cold allowed it to to leak so i do believe it was the combination of a, a valve stem going bad and then the extreme cold uh allowed it to lose all the air and come off the rim we got it fixed uh i can't believe that um uh what's the name the AAA. uh that's the first time we've ever used our AAA rv coverage and it's pretty awesome they sent a heavy truck out here brought a tire with them and this is the same size actually it's bigger than most of the tires you guys use i've got a 315 80 r 22 5 on the front same tires we use on trucks so they have to come out here with heavy service no charge i get four of those a year And the cost is cheap. So if you've got an RV, uh, I would seriously consider adding AAA if you've got it. Uh, But back to the stress of this. So again, a simple tire issue, but it's never as easy. Trying to jack up that coach from anywhere to get a tire off is not easy. We spent about two hours on this tire because I was helping the guy who was here then um, a neighbor came over wanted something and a friend stopped over and it was just I I never got to working on the sea well I tried a couple times I may have got a couple of of, uh, ideas put down or screened, but I I got very very little work done the whole afternoon Uh, then I went to fix a plumbing issue in the house and that didn't go all that well but I realized and I was I was just really stressed I realize, though, that's just pure mindset. There is nothing stressful about working on that tire. Any other time, I would have enjoyed it. I like doing stuff like that. There's nothing really stressful about the plumbing. I, I can enjoy that kind of stuff. The stress came from my mindset. The stress, came. any other day, if I were doing those things, I would not have been stressed. The stress came from the fact that I kept thinking about the work I need to get done. And as long as I kept thinking about that, I was going to be very, very stressed. And that was a time where I should have just stopped, maybe do some Wim Hof breathing and think for a little bit. You can't change these things right now. They have to get done. Stop thinking about what you're not getting done because it's creating a massive amount of stress. So that was completely in my control, not the things that were happening. The tire had to get fixed. The plumbing had to get fixed. Um, my friend who was over has helped me with a ton of things. That That's part of being friends. Um, I, I really couldn't change any of those things, and it didn't make sense to try to put them off. What I needed to do is just take a step back and say, don't stress over this. Just do it, this stuff isn't stressful. And when you're done, then go do what you've gotta do. And maybe maybe I need to plan and schedule a little better and try to avoid some of these things. So uh, that's what I've been working on. Um, I'm gonna work more on this as I have time. Probably not gonna get a lot done on this idea till after the truck show. Um, But I will work on it here and there when I can. All right. Time to get to your phone calls. Let's go to Indiana. Tom, what's on your mind today?
1: Hi, Kevin. How are you today? Good.
0: What can I help you with?
1: I've got a niece. She lives in Mexico City, and she's suffering from hypothyroidism. I I want to make sure I, I
0: heard you right. Hypo or hyper? Hypo. Okay.
1: Yeah, and she um I I just told her that I knew somebody up here in the United States that was pretty sharp. That was you. And so I was gonna ask you about some information. She is a she is on a keto diet, she's very healthy and did, and what they're doing for her down there doesn't seem to be helping her all that much. And they have her on a drug, Kevin it's called level thyroxine
0: yeah it's a that's a synthetic thyroid hormone very very common drug um, let's go back to yeah. her diet you say she's eating a keto diet how much yeah. do you really know about what she's eating
1: I don't except the so, fact so, that, well here oh. here's the thing and, yeah. and
0: he, this is always I have to address this up front people tell me all the time they're eating certain diets and even a keto right. diet i could put you on a 100% keto diet that would be unhealthy oh, keto okay. keto just means low carb there's all kinds of low carb grain products on the market now all kinds of low carb processed foods i could ha- i could see somebody on a keto diet still eating lots of foods that are causing problems so i don't know what her diet is how long has she been eating this way right no i'm asking that's a question Uh, how long has she been eating this way?
1: yeah i got you uh probably about three or four years and she's uh she does a lot of a lot of uh vegetables and old grains fruits uh etc but no grains uh
0: well, hold, hold. see, here's, here's where if I'm not directly working, even if I am directly working with somebody, there's no way I know everything they're eating. And I'm not saying people lie, sure. but, but it, this is just a problem. And when I hear she eats a lot of fruit, well, that's probably not keto then. And it, it's not to say uh, that keto okay. fruit isn't keto. Here's, the, here's what right. makes a diet keto. It's not what you're eating or not eating is your body Mm -hmm. producing ketones? That's the only Mm. definition of a ketogenic diet. If your body is producing ketones, then yes, that's a ketogenic diet. If it's not, then it's Mm -hmm. not really keto. We can call it keto all day long. It may be low carb, but, and again, keto does not mean clean. We can eat low carb and still have a lot of problematic foods in our diet. My, what other health issues does she have? Does she want to lose any weight? Is she does she have any blood sugar issues?
1: Yeah, the, the uh, weights issues, she can't.
0: Tom, am I losing you? I think I lost you. Uh, the line's still there, so um, that tells me something. Uh, if somebody is truly eating keto, they should not have weight issues, even. Dirty keto causes us to lose weight.
2: Mm.
0: But many times we see people, they're not really eating a ketogenic diet. They might be eating lower carb. They may have eliminated grains. But if they're not producing ketones every day, you're not going to get the benefits of being in ketosis. And all of the good human diets we talk about create ketones. So carnivore is keto. We don't say that but carnivore is so low carb you have to be in ketosis it's almost impossible not to be when you're eating a true carnivore diet so my guess is she's not really eating keto and or if she is it's not enough because she's still suffering from uh, weight gain she's got an autoimmune condition that's still going on so there's the only thing that needs to be addressed here is her diet
1: Mm-hmm. yes sir yeah I, i'm sorry i'm working you know with limited information you know it, no it I, I get be it if, I,
0: we always are yeah. but this this sounds like an even more extreme situation she's in another country we we don't know what she's eating we that we don't have a lot to work with but all i need to know are those two factors she still needs to lose weight and she still has an autoimmune condition those are directly related to diet. We don't need to look at much of anything else. Now, if yeah. if she got her diet really tight, it was a true carnivore diet, and she were still having problems, then we would move on to stress. But holy cow, I have a hard time dealing with stress with a person sitting right in front of me. No, let me correct that. I'm not even dealing with stress properly in my own life. So the idea that you know I I could work this remotely with somebody I'm not even talking to the best I can do is give you some guidance and right now the guidance would be don't worry about anything except diet
1: right carnivore diet
0: that is my go-to now one because it is keto and two it's easy to understand
1: yes sir beef fish chicken preferably organic what do
0: you say? Well, Let's just say animal products, because I don't care if somebody's eating a wombat. As long as we're eating right. other animals, we're going to be healthy. I don't care what those animals are. Yeah. Yeah, That that's what we're talking about. Eat, true carnivore is only animal products. That's pretty rare, because seasoning, spices, oh. coffee, none of those things are carnivore. We still consume them um but the the closer we get to a true carnivore diet the better off we're going to be
1: yes sir well i will pass that on kevin thank you for your time and uh and information
0: um she lives in mexico city does she speak english no oh okay i was going to say she could call the show but uh my spanish is pretty limited so that's not going to
1: work yeah i'll um uh... And I wish I could get more information, but I, I can't. You know, so I'm I'm like you. I'm limited too. But uh, you know, I was just trying to help her out because uh, she's uh, she's battling this, and so I I thought I knew you could I knew you could help, and and uh, but I'll pass that on. Thank you so much for your time, Kevin.
0: You're welcome. Yeah, the the the, the biggest thing for her to know is. This isn't about supplements. This isn't about adding some superfood. This isn't about any kind of extreme testing. She's not, at this point, she's not dealing with anything unusual. Obesity is the number one issue in our health. Um, Autoimmune conditions are very common. Both of them are strictly diet related. Um, stress may play a factor in this at some point, but we always address food first. So this one is fairly simple. Well, the answer is getting somebody to, to do it isn't always simple. Let's go to Nevada. Ron, good morning.
3: Hey, Kevin. Hey. <clears throat> How are you doing today? Good.
0: What's on your mind?
3: I got to give you a review. I know you have listeners that probably have an electric guitar, Or came in contact with one during their lifetime, uh, I'm sure. So, uh,
0: Ron, did we lose you? I wonder what's going on. The phone call's still there. While I'm waiting to see if we get something back, if Ron comes back to us, Uh, I'm not sure if he's hearing me or not. I hear you. There you are. Go ahead. You're back.
3: Yeah, I am. So, I went to the Elvis Presley Theater. G3 tour, it was a packed house, and G3 is uh, Eric Johnson, Steve Vai, and Joe Satriani. Okay, they're all guitar players in their 60s. Uh, Steve Vai 60, uh, Joe Satriani's 67, and Eric Johnson is about to turn 70, same age as me. So, <laughs> It got me to thinking, you know, up there in uh, northern Ohio, greater Cleveland, back in the 60s, there was a guy, his name was Ron Zeal, that from, he he started out probably when he was 20 and started giving guitar lessons and the guys that he gave guitar lessons to gave other guys guitar lessons. It was like it, it. It was a beautiful thing. So anyway, when uh, these guys I saw the G3 tour, they are guitar players that came along after Eddie Van Halen came out. That album came out like 1980, right? And that's when everybody goes, "Holy cow! How does he do that stuff?" But
0: it's all about, there's. Seem to be having cell phone issues today. I'm not sure what's going on, why, and it's not on our end. It is the call itself. Uh, oh, yeah, we lost that one. I um, wonder what's going on. I didn't get any alarms on my uh, solar monitor today, but uh, seem to be having a little issue with the cell phones. Um one of the things I was going to address, I don't know where Ron was going with the idea of the electric guitar, but when he said it and I was talking about electricity and all the things we're exposed to. And, and my first thought was, when it comes to music, all of my favorite music or instruments is acoustic. It's not electric at all. I really love acoustic guitar, acoustic classical guitar. Uh, piano is probably my favorite instrument if i were only going to listen to somebody play an instrument just one it would absolutely be piano Uh, i much prefer piano over electronic keyboards even though i kind of grew up in that area of the electronic keyboard the 80s synthesized all that stuff Uh, i I really prefer uh, acoustical instruments I don't know if that's where he was going with the electric or not, but uh, we'll grab another call here. Let's go to South Carolina, Terrence. Welcome to the program.
4: What's up, Kev?
0: What's on your mind today? Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh,
4: I can hear. I can hear Ron. Ron. I heard Ron, so I don't know if that was on your end or his end, but well, that's kind uh, of weird. I got a couple of things. First of all, you were talking. Yeah, I, I heard him t- telling you he can hear you. So, but uh, you were talking about the show. Um, that stuff is amazing I that coffee soap in the store is amazing.
0: Don't you love that I mean, stuff?
4: I I started um, it's just like and it's got a little bit of grit to it so it you, you like exfoliates a little bit and just you don't need a lot It's not like you know you just put enough on to get a little lather going and it's yeah. I think it's amazing I'm the same as you have hey. I, since I started using that and the deodorant I, I don't put deodorant on every day. And I don't have people running away from
0: me yet, so... <laughs> yeah, you know, I I realize once in a while it might be a good idea to use some if, if I'm going to be around people closely, I you know. But for the most part, you realize the more and more you do this, the less offensive you become.
4: Absolutely.
0: Now, I I want so to, I to... So, go back to something. So, yeah, just just a story here that... that You know that little bit of scrub you get from that coffee because it's got actual coffee shells in it, ground-up coffee shells, so you get that little bit of exfoliating, that scrubbing. Um, There was one year that Lisa and I worked really hard on the CMC, uh, like really hard for months. And then did the event, which was hard. And afterwards, I said, you know what? We need a break. Um, and I was thinking more for her. I booked an entire day at a spa, like every treatment you could imagine. And I thought, well, I- I'm going to go do this too. One of the treatments was they took coffee, uh, ground up coffee shells, like is in that soap, they mixed it with dark chocolate and some other stuff, and made this body scrub that the smell was intoxicating. And then you had two people using this stuff and scrubbing your whole body. And then they had this big overhead shower called a Vichy shower as you're laying on this rock slab and they're scrubbing you down with this chocolate coffee stuff. Then they turn on this whole body shower I gotta tell you, that was an incredible experience.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I could I could I, probably uh, use one of those rub the, downs uh, right now.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I tweaked my hand, I, my wrist. I don't know what I did. It's up into my shoulder too, like so anyway I came home yesterday, I was in pain. I was almost beyond, I was almost in tears. And I'm pretty tolerant of pain with my feet and all that. So, I come home, I, I grabbed the My High infrared heating pads, like, what's well, working great? And, you know, it still had, I could feel tightness and stiffness. And then I forgot I had that gra- the gravity gun. I took oh, yeah. that with the heating module on the end of it, and it was fine. But again, it still kept coming back. You know, the pain was still there, you know, it would just soothe it. So, right. I ended up going to bed at like oh, 830. 30. I said, let me go lay down i put myself, you know, in like a, not a trance, you know, like a state of mind. Well, I'm just yeah. going to lay down and, and, and sleep and, and, you know, it'll take my mind off the pain. But I, I slept with the, put the pad on, you know, I kept the pad and uh, it worked. But what is there, I mean, I don't know. You know what I noticed? I did it at work. I pulled on something and I felt the pull. Yeah. But I also noticed when the other day when I was doing the X3 bar, I went to do a press and, you know, like right between the thumb and the, the, the pointer finger, that's where the pain was. Really? So I'm like, did I tweak a puller? Yeah. And I'm like, but that's what hurts more than, 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 than you know, the, 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 the tendons and all that coming up from underneath it. I, I don't have carpal tunnels or anything. It sort of feels like that kind of pain. But what would be the best thing for that, just heat and cold like that? you
0: think or yeah you can alternate heat and cold Um, this is one of those that uh, the cold exposure might really help a lot okay you know we we always think and Uh, I do anyway you know I've been active my whole life sports motocross all kinds of things where you're getting bumps and bruises and injuries and um, my first reaction is I always want heat you know that heat feels so good on there. But we have to remember that pain is inflammation. And what is heat? More inflammation.
4: Inflammation, yeah. Inflammation, so heat yeah. does
0: feel good, and we can use heat for some relief. But ultimately, if we want healing. And re- overall relief, not just temporary relief, go with cold plunges. And if it's if it's a remote, like a foot, an ankle, an arm, an elbow, you don't have to cold plunge the whole body if you don't want to. Probably better if you do. But you can just cold plunge the, the affected area, too. Okay. I'll try
4: that. All right, Kev. I'll let you go. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for the call. And definitely when we are doing um, heat therapy, uh, if you have any kind of infrared heat device, that's what you should be using. The infrared itself is healing. The heat is comforting, but it's really the cold that will do the healing for us. So you can use both, but primarily if you want to heal things faster, um, the cold will do that. All right. Let's go back to the phones. It is a health free for all today. If you want to jump in 855-950-3835. I will stay till we either run out of calls or 10 o'clock today, Pacific time. Uh, I am going to end the show today at 10 o'clock so that I don't create more stress in my day today. I do need to get on with the with some other things so for a while we may be limiting some of the shows to two hours a day uh let's go to texas chris welcome to the program
5: hey kevin how are you
0: good what can i help you with today
5: so we were talking about fasting and coaching yes and so i did a five so i did a five what do you th- what do you think on the five to fasting every week
0: five days of eating and two days of fasting
5: no, opposite. Five days, no eating. Two days of wow, of eating. Wow. For how long? Well let, well, let me tell you what happened. So that's why I'm asking, how long do you think I could do this? Because last week I did this, my blood sugars came down to 119.
0: Oh, perfect. That's what I was hoping for with you. We had those stubborn blood sugars that just wouldn't come down. And that, my, we moved on to fasting because that's a really powerful way to do this, and it sounds like it worked great. You actually went five days, huh? Yeah, yeah,
5: and I went, and I. Uh,
0: you know, I do. Th- Wait. Oh, go ahead. I, I am getting some weird audio issue over here where my callers are fading out, and I don't think it's their cell phone signal uh all right hey, chris every say, every that, say, say that say that again
5: problem, been yeah
0: i can hear you now go ahead
5: so i'm gonna try again so i'm gonna try it again this week i didn't bring no food with me out on the truck this week for nothing so i'm i'm, I'm gonna do it all my five days i'm out on the truck when i get back home i'll i'll eat my two days
0: that if you my, can do that
5: my a1c um that is yeah, my a1c on my meter went from from 9.8 showing on my meter down to 8.7
0: Excellent. Excellent. That's, we finally, we had tried some other things. We weren't really getting a break. You were eating right when you were eating. I mean, you're eating the way, but you were one of those cases I was talking about this morning that I'm struggling a little bit with. So the fasting, I'm glad that worked. In fact, that's powerful. That's a big change in a week. Um, You, I would continue doing this as long as you feel comfortable doing it. You know, if you're feeling good yeah, if my it,
5: morning my um, Go ahead. My morning fasting my morning fastings are at about two twenty right now, which before they were two ninety to three twenty.
0: Right. Right. That, that and the fact that you got down to one nineteen, we haven't seen a number like that in a long time. So this is what you needed. Nope. You were you were so insulin resistant that we needed something this drastic to kind of break that pattern.
5: Right. So I was so just wondering, how long, I mean, how long do you think I could continue doing this? As long as you feel good.
0: As long as you feel good. There, We Go don't know of any real danger of extended fasting. I mean, the most extreme case, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but one of the most extreme cases I've ever read, somebody was severely obese, like 500 pounds obese, I think and they fasted for an entire year wow and they lost all that weight right I, I, oh. now in in that long of a fast it is possible you could create some nutritional deficiencies But those are so much easier to overcome than, you know, obviously this worked really well for this person. They went from being extremely obese to being normal and normalizing their blood sugars. Now that's an extreme case, but that tells us that there is no real danger or downside to this. If you're not now, if you start doing this and, and you start getting weird symptoms, then we'll address that. But it sounds like right now, this is the most powerful thing you could be doing. And I could also see you doing this. Right, so so you did 5-2. You're going to go do 5-2 again. And, and look, if you get to day 3 or 4 and you're feeling horrible, well, then go ahead and eat something. You know, but I could also but, see so what
5: you... Tra- I was doing when I, when I started filming.
0: Yeah, good. And I, I could see you transitioning so, so I, from 5-2 so to 4-3 three, to 3-4... Three, to two, five, and, and, or to six, one. So six days of eating, you know, not gorging ourselves, just eating when we're hungry, not eating when we're not. And then one day a week of a true fasting, or two days a week. So you can transition out of this, but right now, the longer you fast, the more powerful it will be.
5: Right, so what, what I've been doing like in the evening times, like mainly on my fourth and fifth day, uh, if I get that urge, I usually drink some pickle juice at night or I'll drink me an eight-ounce cup of bone broth.
0: Excellent. Excellent. That, what a great strategy, and it's okay. working. Now, if possible, do you do any fermented vegetables at all?
5: No. Well, I, I was doing sauerkraut, but I was listening to you just, just the other day Telling somebody sauerkraut, I've been buying fermented sauerkraut. When I and you said something about vinegar being in it, I looked, and what I've been eating was well, vinegar.
0: Then it's not fermented. That's the difference. If there's fermented, right. it's pickled. Like you just said, you drink pickle juice. That is similar. Right pickle juice is basically vinegar which is acetic acid when we ferment something it creates lactic acid they both taste sour because that's what acid is but lactic acid is full of probiotics acetic acid isn't so if you now if you go to a, at any good grocery store anymore doesn't have to be like a whole foods i mean Publix down south usually has it, uh, most of the big chains. Go to the refrigerated section and find sauerkraut in there, like Bubby's or there's a couple other brands. It, it tastes better. I mean, okay. it still tastes like sauerkraut, but even better. That's truly probiotic, and you can drink that brine, too. Right. Like down here, the
5: the, the big thing is quail eggs and stuff like
0: that, too. Now, hold on, though. Those are pickled. No, stop. Stop, Chris. Those are pickled. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I, 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 you know, I, I was just on the road and I bought a bunch of pickled stuff, too. I like pickled things, but getting probiotics in can be really good for your health and can even impact your blood sugar. And probiotics, fermented foods now are getting so much easier. We can find them in most grocery stores now. And if you like pickled stuff, you're going to like fermented stuff, and it's just a lot better for us.
5: Okay. Yeah, I bought, I bought a canner, so we, me and my wife's going to start doing it. Well, if you're going to can, then, then
0: if you're willing to do all the work of canning, which uh, that's awesome, let me tell you how easy it is to ferment your own sauerkraut. Really really simple. Okay, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna take a head of organic cabbage from the grocery store It doesn't even have to be organic, but it would be better if it was you're gonna shred it on a grater You're gonna take that shredded Cabbage and you're gonna salt it like crazy. Just put a bunch of salt on that cabbage then take that cabbage and pack it into a mason jar, like a quart mason jar, and get something where you can actually pack it down. I've got a big wooden dowel that I use. And like pound it down into that jar. Fill the jar up completely and put a lid on there and leave it just a little loose so air can escape. And you're gonna notice, and, and then you leave it out on the counter. That's it, it was cabbage and salt. And don't even worry about the amount. Just use a lot of salt. Then pack it in there okay. and leave it out on the counter. In 24 hours, you're going to notice there's all a lot of liquid in that jar because the salt's going to pull all the water out of that cabbage and create its own brine. And then leave that out for about three days and taste it. If you like the flavor okay. and, and the texture, then put it in the refrigerator and eat that. And drink that juice, um, okay. that and for you know pennies, a little bit of cabbage and a little bit of salt, and you've got really healthy fermented true sauerkraut.
5: All right, I'll give it a
0: shot. All right, good stuff. Um, I will probably be talking to you tomorrow on the coaching call, so we'll uh, we'll see how things are going. That was good news. I have a couple um, couple challenging cases in my coaching class right now Um, and they're all around stubborn blood sugar that just won't come down even though people are eating the right way these are one of those cases i was talking about where things just aren't working the way we think they should and i decided that uh, we needed to try a fast Um, i said 24 hours he went five days that was pretty awesome Uh, but it worked that's what we were hoping for we needed something to finally move his blood sugar and it looks like that did the trick let's go to new jersey danny welcome
6: hey how you doing okay good uh, what's on
0: your mind today
6: i i i got it <laughs> there is so much on my mind that's
2: that's,
6: <laughs> that's the issue <laughs> but i got a specific question and it and I, I, uh, hmm. I get so excited when, when I try to talk. Like I say often is that I'm a much better listener than I am a, a talker on the telephone. But uh, are you familiar with my situation, you know, with the uh, surviving DIC and losing my leg and, and all that? You know, I've called yes. a couple of times. Yep. Okay. If I'm going for blood work. And I just want to give a little bit of history about that. My wife actually works at the hospital. Uh, She's been there for 25 years, and she worked always for the president of the medical staff. And every couple of years, another doctor becomes president, and she's developed very, uh, very strong relationships with these doctors. But I I eat. uh, let, Let me just give you a little history about my diet. So. I've been eating uh, keto slash carnivore, pretty much stronger to carnivore. I eat meat uh, every day along with kimchi, uh, kabocha, or burr every day. And, and, and that's pretty much it. And just, you know, it, with the opening of the show, you know, you're talking about, you know, the vaccines and everything. Prior to 2016, when I came down with the pulmonary emb- embolism, I never had any doctors in my life. But when I started going to the doctors because I was taking Coumadin after, you know, for blood thinners and everything, he would always ask flu shot. And I'd say, no, no, I've never had any shot. But right. this is the backdrop. What my concern is when I was in the hospital, I, I had to take, and I did have to take them four separate uh, blood transfusions. And I, my concern is, I, I don't know, and, and I even asked this question when I was in um, in the hospital, if, if there was any way, and I heard it come up one one other time on, on your show on Wednesday, is there any way of determining if the blood that I was getting was vaccinated? And obviously they said no. They're but, wrong. Um, just to... or or they are wrong. Well,
0: I can't tell you for sure because it's hard to get good information about this, but from what I gather, there are ways to tell whether or not somebody has been vaccinated. And I believe there should be no reason why then we couldn't figure out if somebody had blood that had been previously vaccinated. We could test for the spike protein. Now that we know about these other proteins, we may be able to test for those. I'm not sure about that either. So I, I'm not 100% positive, but I do believe there may be a way to know whether or not you received any blood that's actually causing issues.
6: Well, I I, I thank you for that, because that is going to be one of my questions to the blood doctor. Uh, just to give you another little bit of background, I'm I'm on the first floor of the house. You know, I've been home here since October 20th, after, you know, the hospital stay and going to Kessler and everything. And everybody after Christmas, my uh, two sons, my daughter and my wife, they all got the flu. (laughs) And I didn't get any. I mean, I didn't get sick at all. My daughter actually got it twice. And they're they're not vaccinated either. Uh, Well, I think my my oldest son might have taken something. But what what I'm getting at is uh, when I is there anything that you would suggest that I should ask? Um, I I forget the, you know, the blood doctor, what I should ask him to test for. Like my vitamin D levels were good when I was doing the INRs every two weeks, I think I was going and they were testing me when I was taking the Coumadin. Now the only other, and I'm not looking for any medical, uh, what's called information or not like that, but I'm just giving you a background. The only thing I take right now outside of the painkillers are, uh, is eloquist every day but and this blood doctor you know he seems to be very in tune from what my wife says you know i'm i'm pretty much i think towards the functional side
0: what well and wait I, wait, a minute, I wait, just, wait i don't want to waste. wait wait right. what makes okay. your wife think that specifically
6: well you know when, when i came out of when they took to a feeding tube out of me when i was in the hospital i mean there are more people that anybody that ever came you know, because I had multiple uh, doctors. The teams would come in every morning at five o'clock. They know your name, <laughs> you know, because I, I preach in a way because of results and because of listening to you. I'm living results. So I mean, they have they have a background on what my thought process is. I could be yeah.
7: wrong. Well, be wrong.
0: well, the reason I'm saying is that we just need to be careful, because if we believe somebody's functional, then I, I would be the one to say, yes, let's take their advice. I, I kind of doubt that this guy's anywhere near functional.
6: Okay. I, I, I could agree with you. But I mean, you,
0: one, he, 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 risk, how long have you been on Eloquist?
6: Uh, right now, since probably February of last year.
0: Yeah, so it sounds yeah, to me like prior, they have I, no plans on taking you off of it. That's not functional at all. I, I could see a good I functional don't. cardiologist maybe using it while there was some real reason, but to, they've done just what they do to everybody. They put you on a prescription, and they have no plans on taking you off of it.
6: And, and that, is, that is my problem. You know, and I, 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 my goal has always been to go to Dr. Wilson but because of, you know, I, the money just wasn't there.
0: No, I, I get it. it. I get it. But I, what, I, what I'm yeah. trying to change is your mindset. Don't try to convince you that they're, they're being functional and that this is a functional treatment. It's not.
6: Which I do realize that. He's just going to be doing all the tests on my blood. And I, I don't want to waste this test. I, I want him to test because I'm very fortunate. I'm, I'm living underneath my wife's benefits. You know, which are excellent. It, if if I it, started to it, talk about the hospital bills and hey, Danny, here's
0: here's, the, to, problem. It, it, here's okay. the problem. Here's the problem. I could throw in a couple things. You know, make sure we test for C reactive protein and and but this doctor is never going to do the blood test we want him to do. He doesn't even know they exist. Okay. He's not going to take advice from you okay. or I. If you go to him and say this ex truck driver on the radio told me I should be looking for this and this is the blood, it, it, he's going to laugh. He's not going to do it. I
6: know.
2: I know and if I he does it. do
0: it, he's not going to understand the results. I mean, you could always bring the results back to us, yeah. but um, I, it, it's right. just, I, I've tried this in the past, trying to get traditional doctors to do more functional procedures or tests, and, and it just never works. I, they just,
6: most yeah, I doctors have a it's God true.
0: complex and a big ego, and they're not going to listen to somebody else's recommendations.
6: I've been there, Kev, you know. I, mean, I know. It's, it's... This, this is all new to me, like I said, since 2016, you know. And l- listening to you, which I'm a very astute listener, and trying to translate it, you know, with, with just the cardio miracle. <laughs> R- right. I mean, and, and another thing, I do the Bulletproof Coffee every day. I do the cardio miracle with the vinegar. The vinegar absolutely uh, cuts down on the sweetness. I know yeah. you had a caller the other day that talked about it. I mean, it's it's fabulous, but that is the extent of what I eat and I and I take. You know, with the with the vitamin D. But um, yeah, but but what my my what I'm trying to say, and I hear you. That I just want to ask for as much information. You know, because I'm I'm going to ask for the vitamin D, maybe vitamin B levels.
0: I I wouldn't ask for a bunch of vitamin levels. Vitamin D is the only one I really test for, and I would ask for C-reactive protein, and those two are just normal, everyday tests that they will understand. Um, So those two are easy to throw in, but when we get down to the type of blood work i want to see to make sure your immune system is strong and balanced we just can't get doctors to even listen to that kind of stuff yeah yeah
6: but you said c or c
0: reactive protein c charlie c reactive protein okay. it's it's abbreviated as crp I got you. okay And what CRP is? CRP is one of the measurements of inflammation that's easy to get. You know, we could have lots of different types of inflammation in our body. C-reactive protein measures that uh, a certain level of inflammation in our body, and almost all of our disease states start with inflammation.
6: Okay. Now, uh, in in fact, here one of the
0: one of the tough cases i'm dealing with right now where he's been eating clean for a long time is not getting the kind of results he expects to get he also has a very high c-reactive protein and we haven't been able to figure out why Mm
2: -hmm.
6: but now with my situation because of the level of painkillers that i'm on i don't feel any pain other than you know what i'm taking is every eight hours and and what I'm realizing since, you know, like I eat only really once a day, and that's in, you know, five, six o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night. And the food seems to be taking away from the potency of the painkiller. So my seventh hour, I start going into the withdrawal, well, you know, situation. Well,
0: Danny, let me so tell with, you that the food can have a very tiny impact on this. What you're, what you're seeing is is one of the big problems with painkillers. And I get it. Pain is a horrible thing to deal with. But we used to deal with pain without all of these powerful opioids that they use today. And it, those it just, opioids it just, are not good for our health in a lot of ways. They are horrible for our gut microbiome. But here's what you're experiencing. All of these powerful painkillers um, have... Huge issues with dependency because in less than a week, sometimes you can start to develop a tolerance for these things. That's all that's happening. This isn't the food you're eating. You are developing a tolerance. Pretty soon, you won't be able to go eight hours without, you're already suffering withdrawals in the eight hour, the eighth hour. Pretty soon, you'll start to feel them in the seventh hour, then the sixth, and then you'll start taking a a pain med every four hours. And then pretty soon, you start to get the tolerance and, and withdrawal at three hours. Pretty soon, you're not taking two a day, you're taking 10 a day. This is how people get addicted to opioids. Right.
6: And and you know what, Kev, I'm very conscious of that because my last visit with the pain medication doctor, he asked me, you know, he asked me how I was feeling. And I'm not going to tell him that, see, because I, I, it, my goal is to get off of the eloquist and to get off what I, I don't even know what kind of pain I'm feeling because of the level of pain Correct. medicine that I'm taking right now. And I, I was just thinking last night that I would like to try. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know how to wean myself off properly. See, I, I'm going to tell you what caused the problem where I switched from coumadin to eloquist. I I quit the eloquist, I mean the uh, coumadin on my own, and I started taking vitamin K2. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, vitamin K2. Because of some of the things that I've seen on YouTube and everything about it, what it does for the blood with the calcium and all that. And I developed a clot within the period of time that I was waiting to get in with the hip replacement. And my wife blames me for that part, you know, I, that's something else. But I, I, I tried going that route, but I know I basically, what, I'm going to have to go with Dr. Wolfson eventually, somehow, some way, because my goal is to get totally off the pain medication and, um, and well, the, let, me, let me let me
0: ask I'm, you this because because I'm not Facebook. aware of everything that's going okay. on. Where is your? What is causing the pain now at this point?
6: Well, it's nerve, you know, pretty much nerve pain, like the phantom pain with, with the leg that's gone. Which, you know, truthfully, I think it's a little common. See, I, I, and that's what another thing you know people can't understand. I, I, I view this as just an obstacle and and i attribute that to the profession you know driving a truck you know i've been i've been out here almost 49 50 years and when you had an issue like if something broke down i, I didn't panic it, you know i had a little bit of a of, so. uh being uh, mechanically inclined you get out you you know i always had you know bailing wire duct tape and that, that's you know i'm being a little sarcastic with that but i had things that, you know, a lot of the times I was able to get myself up and running. I I pulled the reefer pretty much my whole career, you know, food to supermarkets and and stuff like that. But that was my mentality, and that's my mentality now. Like, this is just an obstacle. Even though I'm 67 years old, you know, I just got fitted for the mold that goes over the thigh. Okay, so uh, so let's get back to the – at my leg let's get
0: back to the pain and the painkillers um i'm just going to tell you the way things are and then you've got to kind of figure out what you're going to deal with so one of the things we do know pain doesn't kill us no matter how extreme it is doesn't kill us nobody's ever died from pain it's horribly uncomfortable i get it yeah but we don't die from it so when you said i don't know how i get off the painkillers the the only way is just to start cutting back and weaning off that that's the only way okay. if you're if you're currently taking i'm just going to throw out some numbers that doesn't matter what you are taking you'll understand the concept if you're currently taking 10 milligrams of something at eight hours what you do is you cut back to five milligrams at nine hours and you just deal with the pain and the uncomfortability for two or three hours or whatever it takes and then the week after that you take five milligrams at 10 hours you You wean back the amount and the and you extend the time, and you you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. It's once you're on these things, this is the only way to get off of them. You have to push through those withdrawal symptoms and you have to push through more pain, understanding, That pain never kills us. It's just uncomfortable. Now, here's the other thing I, I will tell you is that there is absolute proof that the longer you are on pain medication, the more sensitive you become to pain. Okay. It will get worse over time, not better. The withdrawals will be harder to push through. The pain will be harder to push through because the longer you're on these, the more sensitive you become to pain and the more pain bothers you. The doctors are not going to work to get you off of this stuff. You've got to make that decision and just figure out that they can tell me I need to take this at eight hours, but I don't have to. Nobody can force me to take something. Right. Right. And if they're putting and, uh, it in your IV or whatever, however, you just tell them no. I, I I'm going to push through this. I don't want any more pain medication right now.
6: Right. Yeah. Um. The, the, there's no more IVs. Everything is by mouth right now. And it, you know, Kev, I I am very. My hip. I was so ignorant that I let it go into the pelvis. That's how and you know. It, but I I I just push through it. You know. And I don't know why. I mean, you know, I could go back to. But I do absolutely appreciate And that's what I was thinking exactly on how to do that. Like I'm on gabapentin and I'm on uh, oxycodone. Uh, 3,600 milligrams of the uh, gabapentin and uh, 30 milligrams a day of the oxycodone. So That's a lot. I, and I, I know you can't give medical advice. It, it is a lot. It is a lot. But um, which way- I know you can't give me medical advice, and that's why I'm tiptoeing right now. But would, I don't know if I should start with the gabapentin alone or do, let, do as you say, cut the, uh, the oxycodone in half, to five milligrams. Well, I, just, I, just, just it, try.
0: Just try either okay. way. Either way works. We're, we're heading in the right direction. There's no real science to this. There's no right or wrong way. You just okay. need to start cutting back on both of those drugs and do it whichever way works for you. I got
6: you. See, but my concern is doing more harm to my body. Well, hold on. I, so I, so I, let,
0: let me address that, because that's why I started this by saying nobody dies from pain. Exactly. There's no damage being done. In fact, it's the There's opposite. You, it, right?
6: oh, yeah.
0: you are far more likely to do damage while you're on the pain medication because you can't feel that you're doing damage. Right, right. So once you, look, I could say this right now and medical advice or not, I don't care. If you decided you want to quit both of these drugs, cold turkey, that would be the best option. You're not going there to do any damage you. to your body. It's going to be horribly uncomfortable. You're going to be miserable. Right. But I could say right. if you could just cut both drugs out completely, they are doing nothing for you health wise. They're damaging your health. The longer you're on them, the more damage they do. All they're doing is right. making you comfortable. Beautiful.
6: And and that's true. That's true. And, be, and I am. <laughs> I mean, let, let let's
0: think about this. We we used to shoot each other and cut each other up in wars when we had no pain medication whatsoever.
6: You know, and I did think about that,
3: you know?
0: People lived History for a million years. With all kinds of severe pain, life was dangerous. You were always being injured, and and we lived as human beings with no pain medication whatsoever, none. Right.
6: That is true. My grandmother lost her leg in the 80s at 70 years old, and she's you know a very very pleasant Irish woman. I never heard a complaint out of her ever. You know, I lived with her and took care of her, uh, except for phantom pains. You know, and they're not really pains well some of them get to be yeah it is it's it's amazing on how that happens
0: (laughs) yeah now so if your concern is that somehow cutting out pain medication does some damage it's the opposite it's when you're on the pain medication it. that we're doing damage to our gut microbiome. We're doing damage to our digestive system. We're creating all kinds of problems. I, I get it. I have admitted that when I went through my hand surgery, I took pain medication for a couple of days because I couldn't even think right. straight the pain was so bad. But my my right. immediate I, I, thought was as soon as I can tolerate the pain, I'm going to.
6: You know, and, and I want to believe I, I, I want to believe right now, and I do, that I'm going to be able to do this, but I just needed a little bit of guidance on exactly what you just said. And I just wanted – I appreciate you so much, but you're open today. I never had an iPhone before uh, 2020. I had a flip phone. And the reason – that you know, Verizon, files Verizon, however you say that, they kept saying they were going to – uh, delete all my contacts unless I upgrade it. And you know, the I had all so, my scores, uh, You know, I let me
0: address something. That flip phone was okay. probably every bit as bad as an iPhone. Really? Well, it's still it's still receiving. I, I, it still has the same electronic circuitry in it. It's still receiving okay. a cell phone signal, which is an e- EMF. It may or may all not right. have had Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, which are more EMFs. I mean, there's not much difference.
6: But I I never had tinnitus. I don't know if tinnitus is really uh, related to, you know, what what you were saying
0: this morning. It probably could, but we're never going to figure it out. But any electronic, hell, carrying around a transistor radio from the 60s, it gave us the same issues. (laughs)
6: And
3: I had one of them, too. Well, that's what
0: I mean. (laughs) Any electronic device. Now, a transistor radio would be slightly better than a cell phone because a cell phone is actually receiving three different wireless signals at any given time if you have them all turned on. You have a cell phone signal, you have a Bluetooth signal, and you have a Wi-Fi signal in these phones. So if you carry a phone right. around and put it in airplane mode, at least it's a little safer. But, but my kind of the, what I'm learning is that electricity in our house causes these issues. Hey, Danny, I, I'm going to cut you loose. I got to move along to some other calls. Uh, call me back. We'll talk more about that. But uh, I think we've got you kind of straight on the pain issue. This is completely up to you um, how fast you want to wean off those. There is no damage to quitting them. All right, let's uh, let's go to Montana. Tom, welcome.
8: Hello, Kevin. Good morning. Good
0: morning. What's um, on your mind today? When I
8: was on, when I oh, when I was getting when I was on the, um, getting screen uh, ch- chat with Chelsea, and we were having a little laugh about a couple of things, you know. Uh, and she said we're all going to be living in a bunker here, in you know, the next twenty years if everything keeps going to shit. And I go, yeah, you know, it's funny. I was just looking up a backhoe uh, the other day. And I go. I bet Kevin's been looking on on uh, on uh, uh, the internet for a backhoe too in the last couple months.
0: Well, I so actually my dad
8: was with Chelsea that you've been looking for a backhoe.
0: Actually, you're correct, but I, all I'm looking for is the backhoe <laughs> attachment for my Ford tractor.
8: Oh, oh yeah. You know, you know when I, I saw one in in God, I want to say Ohio, and it was cheap too. It was cheaper, and you have an old Ford, or well, it was one of the the older models, anyway. And it yeah, I've got a. At all,
0: I've got so, a '72 Ford farm tractor. Um, yeah, it
8: was, yeah, it, it was a Ford with the PTO on the back.
0: Yeah, I've got I've got a front end loader on the front of it now, and I've got a brush hog and some other things for the back, but it's set up for a backhoe attachment. Um, it, it's. It's it kind yeah, of a cool story, too, because the guy that owned the property bought that tractor brand new in
8: 1972. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I so, find, I'll try to find that. I forgot where I saw that thing, but uh, I think I saved it. I guess It's probably still sitting there. It was only a couple months ago. Um, why did it call? Uh, oh, you're coaching. So uh, explain to me how the coaching works.
0: So our group coaching, um, it's really one program. You join the group coaching, and you get all of the possible coaching. I I can coach on just about anything. Personal budget, financial planning, retirement accounts, um, business. So we have kind of business and financial, and then we have health. So one week, the coaching call on Thursday is business and financial. The next week, it's health, but we do a coaching call every week. So once you're in the program— Yeah, you have a coaching session every week. One will be business, then the next one's health, and we rotate. And occasionally, we might have kind of a slow week. Let's say we're doing health, and I only have a couple issues, and we get through with them, and somebody jumps in and said, hey, you know, I do have a business question. I'll allow it. I mean, if we're not slammed with health questions that day, I'll answer somebody's business question. But once you're in the program, and it's, it's month to month, you sign up for a month if you want to quit next month, you can. Okay. If you want to come back two months after that, you can. We we don't lock anybody into a contract. Okay. You join for a month. I'll work on whatever problem you want to work on for as long as you want to work on it.
8: Gotcha. Okay, good. I'll, and that's on the, that's on your website?
0: Yeah, com is where you sign up for that.
8: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, okay. And then uh, when we, uh, Chelsea said she was graduating here, I think, in March. And then we got to talking about uh the gut microbiome and I said, Yeah, what would be really cool because they just found like a new bacteria strain uh in in the gut that they weren't even aware of. I don't know, it came up on my my my, my Google feed. Yeah. And it, I thought that was interesting that they're still finding these things, you know. Oh yeah. And I thought, well, I wonder if anybody's going around to, like, um, you know, Papua New Guinea and, and going to the Eskimos and going to all the different places, you know, the Aboriginal in and, and, uh, Australia and uh, pulling gut samples and looking for they, um, bacteria because you can patent the bacteria.
0: They, they have done that. The problem is it, there are very, very few truly indigenous tribes left anywhere. Almost all of them have been exposed <laughs> to... The the foods of the modern diet. This is what Weston A. Price did back in the 20s and 30s. He traveled all over the world, and he studied these tribes that still lived. Back then, there were many more that still lived a true hunter-gatherer diet and lifestyle. And that's how he figured out that we shouldn't have cavities at all. He was a dentist, by the way. And the reason he started doing this was because he saw the change when he first started as a dentist there weren't a lot of cavities and he said every year there were more and more cavities and they were appearing in younger and younger people and he couldn't understand why because he said we're we're coming up with ways to clean teeth better and and things should be getting better not worse well it turns out that they were getting worse for two reasons one our diet was getting worse but two the treatments don't work What our dentists do today doesn't make our oral health better. It actually makes it worse. I I am convinced that if you just stayed away from dentists completely, your oral health would be better. Now, it might not be perfect if you're not doing all the right things, but it's going to be better. I believe our treatments make this worse.
8: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. They have uh, functional uh, dentistry now, too, which is becoming... Uh, more popular, but there's only one or two the, in Vegas by where I live in the Nevada house.
0: The term you might want to look it's not for. I don't think insurance. For some reason, we use functional for doctors, but I see a lot of dentists calling themselves biological dentists.
8: The biological, that's, yeah, yeah. It's bio, yeah that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, who was that. the guy that was traveling around? Uh, what was his name?
0: Weston A. Price. Uh, look him up. And the Weston okay. A Price Foundation is actually the basis for the NTA training. Almost everything in the NTA training was oh, okay. pulled from the Weston Price Foundation.
8: okay, that's that's uh, wicked, interesting. yeah, so so uh, uh if uh, after graduation, Chelsea goes missing and pops up with the YouTube channel, um, but in the Amazon, they've got those cats that are run around there. That uh, they'll just kill you and eat you. you yeah. Know, I mean, they can't even get near those guys. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not even funny. You know, they just hey. dead, So I think they're probably the only ones left.
6: It,
0: it is carnivore.
8: <laughs> that's why they probably all have perfect teeth but nobody can, nobody no, yeah nobody's able to report report on it yeah. that's right um uh and then i had a and then i had uh. oh the vax. uh the vac i would love to know if toby keith had to take the vax because he was under cancer treatment they oh hey, take hey tom i can help
0: you with that he didn't have yeah. to take it because he had cancer treatment he was a huge proponent of it right from the beginning
8: Oh, was he? I yeah. didn't know that. And look at that. And, and and you know the king took it, you know, the king of England. Now he's got, you know, he had uh, uh, prostate cancer, and they, I guess they opened him up and he's got some other, you know. And so, you know, he took the the Vax. And so yeah. that's just, you know, it just, it just keeps, the hits keep on coming. And, yeah, I um, saw. Oh, oh, the battery. The... Go ahead. God, sorry about that. Uh, the, the electricity, like going into your house, my brother has a, some kind of, uh, uh, system in his house, and I asked him about it, and I'm waiting for a reply, that, uh, shuts off the the waves of the electricity somehow, or, or draws all those into a certain area, or box, or whatnot, and, and I got to thinking about that, and the cell phones, and whatnot, well, you also have the cobalt, and the, um, Lithium in the cell phone—I don't know if that's leaking out at you know in the minutest possible—you know micro, it could be. right? Whatever they are, right? But, uh, that might be that might be an issue. And then um, uh, if they've got to sit on electric cars now, that's really not going to help. So, oh, you know, if we're sitting I, on a big old ass uh, battery in electric cars,
0: I can't imagine how dirty that that electrical field is in an electric vehicle that's a really good point that that is a ton of electricity being generated so and everything about that car is electronic yeah so i, I think that could be another big health
3: issue for us
8: right and those are all the people that are that are um well not all of them but uh, i mean i have the hybrid so i'm sitting on a battery too when i'm right re- right in that thing but um uh all those people that are driving those uh teslas around san francisco they're all they're all backs too so well and here's think uh if you think the cancer uh
0: here's something else that changed in the last decade is many vehicles running around now have wi-fi and bluetooth signals generated from the car itself
8: just zipping around in there and then we have the the uh uv UV uh, windshields and and uh, side windows, so they're probably bouncing off those back into the car instead of being able to escape in any possible way, you know. Yeah. So I don't, you know, the, the whole the whole thing sounds like a mess. So so you better hurry up and get that that back. Well, let's
0: let's think about this too. You know, go back to the 70s before there was anything electronic in a car a car had a battery and a starter and and a radio and that was about it am well, am radio now we've got yeah. vehicles that have 37 computers
8: yeah isn't that insane and then uh, what uh where are you where are you looking up those 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 electric electric fields that um And finding this information out on them, uh, is there anybody particular that that you found that is more knowledgeable than anybody else?
0: Yeah, I probably can find, in all the research I've got so far, I probably get more from Mercola than anybody. Uh, Chris Kresser, I get some information from him, but Mercola puts out a lot of good information on this kind of stuff.
8: Okay. Okay, he's got a podcast now too, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, and he interviews all all these people, and I mean, you know, this isn't stuff he's just making up on his own. Um, You know, he goes out and finds the people that are studying these specific issues. Usually, it's like their whole lifelong career, and the conclusions they come to tend to be very, very different from what they're telling us.
8: Well, they don't. I can't believe I don't believe anything they tell us nowadays. But I did listen to Rogan. The other day he said uh, they're doing, they're doing tests now on uh, testosterone and the cold plunge. He said the best way to naturally he said it's even better than taking some of the some of the um, actual supplements that claim to raise your testosterone and they will he said but but overall I mean and what and is better for you is the cold plunge. He said the cold plunge will raise your raise your uh, testosterone more than anything they've seen in a long time.
0: Uh, the two powerful therapies that are part of the stress protocol uh, absolutely raise testosterone better than anything else. It's the cold plunge and the resistance training.
8: And resistance training. Yeah, that's what he said. The yeah, cold plunge, and then if you go work out directly, you know, not I mean, I don't think it's within 15 seconds or anything, but directly uh, after that, that's what uh, really gets your, your uh, testosterone up. So that's that's an interesting little tidbit there
0: yeah no doubt and really what we realize is the way we evolved and lived we would not have seen a drop in testosterone over time now we believe that the drop in testosterone as we age is natural it's not it might be common it is very common but it's not normal There's no physiological reason why we should lose testosterone as we age. There's no explanation for why that would happen. The explanation is it's just more and more years of the standard American diet and lifestyle and everything about our health deteriorates as we age. And we have come to believe that that is normal. It's not normal. It's just common
8: well yeah I th- yeah people confuse normal with with common, but uh, you know you're absolutely right and uh um so so your book uh, the end is just the beginning or, or well i, yeah. I forget the, the name of it but um that guy uh what God, what's his name uh the the author
0: oh, i just drew a blank um.
8: I drew a blank too um he has uh, six or seven minutes a day that he puts out um, on YouTube and it has a little a little of, 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 about what's going on uh, that day. Yeah. And you remember when he was talking about the Red Sea and and uh, uh, insurance on ships? And right. it's only going to take one or two, yeah, one or two of those ships to go down before everything really goes starts going south because they won't be able to insure them. And then he did another one that was really interesting if you look have you been listening to those uh those uh daily uh five or six minute uh things he puts out
0: i have not Peter Zehan is the guy's name
8: Zeehan, yeah zehan yeah anyway i have been uh really you can go back a week or whatever and uh so far he's he's been pretty spot on about some of this i mean talk about uh very knowledgeable uh, geographically and politically so far. So, I, I, you know, it's not a real talk about stress, trying to, to dwell on it too much, and and that's probably a problem with your sleep and your stress. Is you do these coaching things, and 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 when you opened up today, you were mentioning that you've got a couple hard cases that, you know, and and you know that you lay there in bed thinking about those cases, so you know maybe you should consider putting and then you've got the cmc coming up you, you you put a lot on your plate and you wonder why you're stressed out
0: yeah well in reality i don't wonder i know why i'm stressed out and you're you're exactly right it, it's right. It, and
8: yeah
0: it, it's hard to find that balance i enjoy what i do i love helping people i i love solving problems and coming up with that oh, oh i got it you know it like the call today You know, we've been struggling with him. He's been in the coaching program since day one. And every week he comes back and nothing seems to be impacting his blood sugars. And he's eating the way he should be eating. And it was wonderful to get that that call today to see that that we got it. It it was fasting. that It was the final thing for him. Why we needed to fast to break through. I don't know why, but it worked. Right.
8: Right. That's that's what I'm not going to... But, uh, yeah, I'm going to hit you up on that coaching thing for the osculates and uh, uric acid um, because I've got to get this figured out. This is uh, just not – not not good if i right. can't if i can't eat properly because of because of the oxalates so I, anyway so we'll talk we'll I'll, I'll sign up for the coaching today good. or tomorrow and then we'll uh we'll get into it all right thank you my friend have a
0: good day all right good talking to you i look forward to you in the coaching program coaching program is fun for me because i do get to troubleshoot a lot more stuff but it is I have kind of overloaded my schedule right now with uh, all the new coaching, the CMC coming up, um, but we'll, we'll get it under control. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, like I said, I, I, I could do myself a lot of good if I would just take my own advice and stick to my stress protocol. It actually works. Let's go to L.A. I don't know if that's L.A. or Louisiana. Brandy, good morning
2: mississippi but it was louisiana <laughs> um, okay yeah came down here for a load of uh natural heroin got sugar. it um, there you go and yeah so uh i wanted to comment off of your opening uh, about the vaccines uh i didn't know that about toby keith but it it seems that and I'm sure every person goes to this, that all these celebrities and singers and athletes are dying, but it was sort of generated by the vaccine in an unnatural way. So now it seems like the the talent pool is really, where is it? And I, I know I look at movies and look at things, it's like, if they die, if those older people die, who's bringing up the new ones, who's, who's bringing to their level? And uh, it, it just seems like it's getting worse. And it's just, that's my perception. And it just kind of wanted to bounce off your opening.
0: Well, I, I, you know, I, perception is reality, but, but I also believe that our perception today is driven by reality. I mean, I've been around the sun 60 times and I do not ever remember a time. We're all I. Every day I wake up and somebody has died that probably should not have died. that the, it, it, it's. That's what I feel too. It's too hard to overlook at this point. It, it, there, there's something going on, and I've said from the beginning: if if we keep seeing celebrities, newscasters, sports people die in numbers that are unusual, it can't just be them. That this is happening to everybody. We just it's not being reported. And why would it? You know, when somebody dies of a right. blood clot in Topeka, Kansas, that's not going to be on the news. I don't care if, if, if a whole bunch of people died from a blood clot in Topeka, Kansas, the news isn't going to report it. So we don't hear about all this. And, the, it, and when you go out and look at the statistics in every country around the world with all-cause mortality... There is a clear correlation between heavily vaccinated countries and more and more people dying. Brandy, let me ask you this. Prior to the last couple of years, had you ever really heard the term myocarditis?
2: No, it was very rare. It's like, oh, wow, how a shame.
0: Right. Now, how common is myocarditis? It seems to be everywhere. Yeah, it
2: seems like everybody's got it.
0: Yeah, or strokes. And then they don't
2: know they've got it until they died. And it's like, well, I bet they must have been vaccinated.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I hate to think this way, but I do. It is always my first question when somebody dies and there doesn't seem to be a good reason and they were young and healthy. My first question is, were they vaccinated? And sometimes we know for Mine sure, too. Toby Keith used to post about it all the time. He was a pretty big proponent of it.
2: Yeah. Well, they should uh, pronounce that to make people think that no, you you know, was a proponent of it.
0: No, they want to do the opposite. The big farm, big pharma, big government yeah, does want not people. want this getting out. That's why we're not hearing about it. They can't hide it with celebrities. It's kind of hard. Yeah.
2: Um. I either lost you or but that was it. I just wanted to off your your topic. Oh, okay, thanks, Kevin.
0: All right. Thanks for the call. Let's, uh, let's go to Massachusetts. Todd, welcome.
7: Hey, yeah, thanks. Myocarditis, it made me think of, did we used to hear, uh, we used to hear adult onset, right? But they changed it. Oh, exactly.
0: You're right. We used to you call know? diabetes either juvenile diabetes, which was typically type 1, because type 1 is an autoimmune condition that usually shows up early, like under 10. And then we would refer to type two as adult onset because you typically didn't get it till your forties or fifties because it is a lifestyle disease. It's your diet that eventually catches up to you. The problem is our diet is now so poor that we have children under 10 getting type 2 diabetes so you can't call it adult onset anymore and we have so many problems in our food supply that cause autoimmune conditions that now we see adults getting type 1 much later in life so we had to throw away those two terms they don't make sense anymore
7: (laughs) but they kept the uh the adult and they switched it over to adult diapers
0: exactly yeah, which which never used to exist before, and now we seem to think that that's just common. It is common, but it's not normal. As I age, I should not have to worry about pissing my pants.
9: Exactly.
7: Uh, um, so you open the show, I think, um, gra- um, not graphene, but jabs and spike proteins and so forth. And, um, you know, there's a, a material called graphene. It comes from graphite like lead pencil or pencil lead and anyway um graphene is believe or not i can't explain it i don't even think you can visualize it but it's a two-dimensional product that they they make and the manufacturing process is very difficult which is why you don't see or hear of it too much but um it's it's infinitely strong and and i first learned about it maybe in yankee magazine many many years ago and there was someone was going to make this is before elon musk maybe before he was born i don't know they were going to make an elevator that went from, oh, just say, and this is literally true, they were going to, from the Earth to the Moon. And they were going to make it out of this stuff called graphene, and it was going to slide along this graphene chain. And it was, it's super flexible, it's super strong. Anyway, it also happens to be the most conductable material on Earth, and it's in, this, it's in these jabs. I don't know if every company used it. But, um, you know, it's in the jabs and it's very susceptible to Wi-Fi signals. And I don't know, you know, if there's something that someone would have to like intentionally do to like put down the population. Yeah. So
0: there's all kinds of crazy stuff in vaccines that that we should be worried about. Aluminum, graphene, all kinds of things. Uh, One of the studies i've been reading and it's really in-depth and hard to get through um, is showing a very strong correlation between um, emfs and autism now and we we absolutely know no matter how much they try to um, tell us it's not true we know that an increase in vaccination levels leads to more autism they can say all the time there's no clear connection or proof, but that there's lots and lots of correlation. I believe there's also causation, but um, so now there may be a tie-in there. The more vaccines with this graphene and the more exposure to EMFs makes this even worse. Something is driving the rates of autism through the roof, primarily in the U.S.,
7: it's another thing that we never heard of growing up. That now you can't not hear of it. It used to be something like one in ten thousand, and now it's like one in forty-two or something, or sixty-two. Let me let me average. give you. A, and this is it's just
0: yeah. An, and this is just anecdotal. It's not that big of a deal, but it it kind of tells you what happened. So our our homestead is pretty remote. I mean, there's there's not a lot of human activity out there. There aren't that many people out there. Uh, When you get north of us, there's almost no human activity. But on the way to the homestead, I go through this tiny little town that isn't even really on the map, and they don't even have a post office, but it's got a name for some reason. And as you're going through this little town, there's only a couple of houses there, but there's a sign on the road, please drive slowly, autistic child
7: present. Oh, my God. Yeah, that just shows you the... the it, it's like it's not just celebrities it's you know it's everybody um you know whether it's autism or you know the jab injuries it's it, and it's it's so tragic because these children are obviously going to outlive their parents and it, it's I, I can't even think about it like all the you know nine eleven was you know ultra modern ultra tragedy but something you don't hear about or think about is all the orphans that were created on that day you know both sets of parents were you know
2: yeah. um, you know mother
7: and father taken that day and this is what's going to happen with when you know the, these autistic children outlive their parents and it, it's just someone needs to hang publicly like nuremberg trials for this stuff and um so um i just wanted to mention i want to thank you again and sarah um for that Celtics. turns out i was called about bursitis the other day and Turns out I um, did not have that book at my house. I had a book called Homeopathic Cell Salt Remedies. Um, and it wasn't good enough, I read it so long ago, uh, I wasn't sure. But I have the book, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making my way through it. And I, um, I know you're a salt connoisseur, I remember you talking about it at one point. Do you know, now I'm reading about this, I've ordered it for myself, what makes Hawaiian red salt red, and then black salt black?
0: The black is volcanic. Um. I forget what red is.
7: Okay, well the, the black it turns out is um, activated charcoal carbon. Oh yeah, some that's black created, salt is
0: activated yeah. charcoal. That's correct. Some is volcanic.
7: From uh, sorry, yeah, it's from coconut shells, which is even better. And the um, turns out the red salt they they dry it on clay on red clay.
0: That makes and, sense. And um,
7: so these are all beautiful things, and I and I've ordered it, and I'm making a thing. I want to call it. Is it a pinch bowl? I'm I'm mixing all these salts along with the Redmond, because Redmond has a lot of iodine in it, right and the celtic um, the Celtic the gray has um, a low amount of iodine and but some rich in some other stuff and I'm anyway, I'm going to be mixing it, uh, and again, I'm, I'm grateful to uh, you and Sarah and, and um, you know
0: you you bring up a good point. It, it might be possible I, you know we take light balance for a couple reasons, but light balance are primarily salts. Of of w- there are different kinds of salts, um, it, it might be interesting to see that if we truly had a good mix of all these different kinds of salts, because think about it, hunter gatherers had access to all these different salts. They're all natural. They just come from different parts of, depending on what was in the environment. But maybe there's a way that that we would create a. Salt kind of thing that we just use on our food, but it's got so many of these minerals that might take care of our the mineral imbalances we keep fighting with.
7: Exactly, and you and I had a conversation some time ago, and we were a little bit in disagreement about something I had read 40 years ago or more in a book someone gave me for Christmas about just curious facts, and the way I presented it, I think I was a little bit off, was human blood was chemically identical to ocean water, and it turns out I was close and I just read in the salt fix that it's, it's about a four to one ratio. The the ocean is about four times saltier than human blood. Otherwise they're, they're just about identical and that's um, um anyway, and that you could uh, somewhere in a different book or a different time. Uh, you and I talked about it is um, you could, use ocean water, hopefully clean offshore water, but anyway, ocean water in an eyedropper, and, you know, might add that to your light balance or so on and so forth. And, yeah. And, you know, yeah. it obviously the, with everything in its right ratios.
0: The the biggest problem I would have with that now is, is there any really clean water left in the oceans?
3: Right.
7: Yeah. I You know, but some of these things are... Uh, one of them, it's mined offshore. Some of the salt, I don't quote me, but if you use that and made your own solution with, you know, spring water or something, you might, you might make your own. That's a project for another time and and reading. But I, I'm into it. I'm reading it. Yeah, and, it makes um, sense. And I, 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 you know, and I'm, I'm a little bit. And you stop me right away. I know you're not shy. I, I don't want to do bad energy, but it if it, you know, cause I'm a little bit worse to you in the fact that I'm not a next truck driver on the radio. I'm just a truck driver making a phone call. But if I, if I fix my mysterious problems that I won't say his last name, you know, I'll know he is the cardiologist. If, if I fix this on my own, you know, I, I'm like I'm, I'm rhetorically going to ask for my money back. Cause you know, I, I, I know that Herschel hasn't had a ton of success and you know, those people are right. They're cheery, they're professional, they're knowledgeable, and I'm sure they cure people left and right. But um, and so far, I'm left out in the,
0: the wilderness
7: well, you, here on my
0: own. Here's what I absolutely yeah. believe. One, I, I've, I've admitted this from the start, I'm going to continue to admit it, and I hope everybody in the functional medicine world does this as well. We don't know what the hell we're talking about half the time. We're guessing at a lot of this stuff. Yeah. We try stuff, we see what kind of results we get. I still have some tough cases you're one of them and you know i want to help you too and i can't figure it out and um but what i do believe is that the more involved the the client becomes like you are and reading and trying and not just saying well they're the doctor they have to fix me you can say that all you want it it, there are going to be cases where it's probably not going to work the more involved each individual gets in this, the more they read, the more they understand, the more they test things on their own, the better the outcome is going to be. I, I, I am a big believer in that. There is not a doctor on the planet that can cure me better than I can cure me.
7: Right, because he doesn't know how you feel better than you how, know how you feel. It's, right. Uh, so,
0: yeah, so I'm all for so, people doing what you're doing. Try as hard as you can to fix this yourself.
7: Yeah, and I, I am trying literally as hard as I can. It's a, it's a, it's a part-time job after work, that's yeah. what I do. And uh, um, one of your calls, it was funny, you know, both the calls, uh, all the calls before me were, were great calls, and what was funny was I think his name was Danny. He said he was a better listener than a caller, and that was a very good call, and it was just because it was heartfelt, it was passionate, you know, there was knowledge, and I, I really enjoyed it. And, but something during that call made me think that they're basically they, the, the great they are after our health and our wealth and that, you know, equals freedom. And if you take away our freedom, you know, we're left as being slaves. And so I, you know, I just as a word to to him as he goes through his journey and everybody else that they're after our health and our wealth and, and that's yeah. our freedom. And I'm going to try and put this into an EMC e, e equals MC squared kind of formula, uh, Cause it's, it, it's scary and it's true. They, they just want my money to fix my health. Oh, well, that's what it was. Put me on eloquence and not take me off of it. And no, screw you. You know, right. I, I want off of this shit. And, and I don't mean me personally, but
0: no, I, um, no, I get it. Hey, and, um, you know,
7: something else. Yeah.
0: Here's another way to look at this. Why, why did somebody as good as say a Michael Jordan or, uh, uh, who's the big golfer? Uh, just that is, Nicholson Tiger Woods. They, but pick Nicholson? anybody; these these uh, really good athletes yeah. that make it to the top of their game. We call it, we have a term for them: the Goat, Greatest of All Time. Right? Why do they still have yep, coaches?
7: Yep, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. How how can somebody yeah. possibly yeah.
0: coach Michael Jordan when he's he you know at the time and you could argue this, but he, the best basketball player of all times, Tiger Woods, the most accomplished golfer of all time. Why do they still have coaches? How can we have a coach that that could teach them something when they're the best?
7: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's analogous, but I think you know Muhammad Ali had a coach. Conor well, that's McGregor. yeah, it is analogous. I hope it, it's the same it,
0: thing. The, these people that are way better than anybody—they're better than their coach. The coach can't get out on the on the court and actually beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one. Wouldn't even be close.
7: Yeah,
0: that—that's the same yeah. way well, we should. We <laughs> should look at doctors. We are oh, yeah. in charge. They can't know more about us than we, or they shouldn't know more about us than we know. The problem is most people know absolutely nothing about their own health, and they have to depend on the doctor's advice. I'm saying that's a horrible system. We should take all that responsibility to learn as much as we can about our own health and have a coach to guide us.
7: You can read it and feel it and see it in someone if you're sitting there with them personally. Otherwise, you don't get the non-verbals. Uh, but right. when they say the doctor put me on, and I'm out, you know, I'm not responsible. The doctor put me on. And Correct. I, I, you know, I the doctor put you on drugs. You're on drugs. And um, I, uh, yeah, I don't, homie, don't play that tune. I don't roll that way. And um, so I, I had a, a couple other things. Uh, you know, I could do some other things about salt, but I wanted to say that one of the the first things I ever wrote on the tribe. This is a few years ago, three or four years ago when I figured out what it was and, you know, I was, I just stumbled on you. I'm serious. And, and I, it was before I realized that, you know, tribe members and I guess myself weren't so open to these lo- very long posts that I would write. But one of them I wrote was about, comes, I think it comes from the book um, Invisible Rainbow. And this, this guy was playing around with um, plants like, you know, vegetables and so forth and electricity. And he was running it under rows of, crops on his property with a certain amount of voltage and so forth. And those plants grew like you were feeding them some Monsanto's frank and shit. And, and, but they would grow, you know, weird, like a little too tall and the stalks are a little too skinny and the fruit was fat and it would break itself. But, and I, and I wanted you, but I wrote that huge post. I wanted, I didn't really know you, I don't know you now, but I didn't really know you, uh, but I was hoping you would see it and like, this is before your farm and all that and try and plant some stuff and and see what would happen and uh, i don't know about the nutrient value if that's covered in the book but yeah it has a big effect on plants so it, here there's no way it has no effect on humans
0: well i believe that and it, that would be an experiment i wouldn't even want to try
7: <laughs>
0: I, it, maybe it does make things grow bigger but but so does our chemical farming I mean, almost always you, you put a conventionally, I hate the, that we call it conventional because it's not. Organic is really right. conventional. It's what we did for a million years. Um, so we get the terms completely yeah. backwards. Um, chemical farming versus organic farming. Chemical farming many times produces more produce and bigger produce. That doesn't mean it's better though. It's bigger and there's more of it, but that it doesn't mean it's better. It's not. We know it's not. We know that's a horrible way to grow plants. It's bad for the plant, it's bad for us, it's bad for the earth. So yeah, maybe there is a way to use electricity or technology to make a plant grow bigger or faster, but I I don't want it. I I can grow plenty of tomatoes using nothing but totally regenerative techniques and that's the way it should be.
7: Well, that's just crazy talk, right? Yeah. (laughs) but uh, You know, you were talking. <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah. But um, plants, uh, um speaking of which, you were talking about um pain and, and you know, hunter gatherers didn't have anything for pain. And it occurred to me only because I can sit here and listen and think of stuff while you're talking, so it's easy for me. But, you know, I was talking about, I called in uh, some time ago about the ice man the 5,300 year old guy who was murdered somewhere in the world at 9,000 feet. I'll say the Alps. And, um, on him, he had ibex meat, which I think is goat, and he had uh, reindeer meat, something like that. But he also had some plants, and there was a couple of different kinds of mushrooms. And one, these scientists assumed, was for staunching blood flow. And the other, they weren't quite sure. And it might just have been calories, but maybe, you know, maybe it was for pain. Maybe it got oh, into well, cold, maybe, no, you Now, I, I,
0: no, I know where you're going stuff. with this, and I, I can help you. There's no doubt at some point humans, human beings learned that plants have certain properties, and I've said that my conclusion in all this is that animals were food and plants were medicine. Yes. And aspirin. A
7: thousand times, yep.
0: Aspirin Mm. comes from the bark of a tree, a willow tree, or I forget which tree it is. But aspirin is a completely natural Mm. substance we get directly from a plant so there are there are well cannabis oh, come on it's it's a fantastic painkiller yeah. completely natural
7: ding 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 yep yep yeah it's, uh, it's it's it goes way beyond natural it's miraculous you can get food medicine and and uh, energy from that very sustainable plant that grows to mat- maturity in like 20 weeks and you know you can get building materials out of it so you don't need to plant and pine forests, like they do up in Northern Maine. You could just plant cannabis and, and you can get, actually you can get food from it. Medicine, energy yeah. and Mercedes Benz in an article I read makes doors out of it. And um, so, yeah, so plants have some, some role in reducing pain. They did, we did figure it out at some point. You know, let me, and, um,
0: let me make another um, analogy here. So plants yep. are medicine and most of our modern medicines came from plants in the beginning. We, we took them and, and synthesized them, and now we can create the same kind of compounds in a lab, but is it really the same? And my answer would be no. It's not the same at all. We don't understand this. We, were, we are able, through technology, to make those compounds even more powerful. That's where we drugs, a lot of those do originate from plants still today many of our drugs still originate from plant materials we now though can make them so much more powerful and that's where the problem comes in yes the the reaction is faster the healing or or the covering up of symptoms is more powerful and faster the side effects are also much much worse and that's where the problem comes in but there there's another way to look at this um Do you see caffeine in our society as any big problem? I I think caffeine is a pretty incredible molecule, a little Uh, bit of caffeine in the morning. I have some energy. I think clearer. I've quit caffeine. I don't see any big benefit to quitting. Um, I believe it's one of those natural substances that helps us perform better. If you tried to drink caffeine all day long, you would cause, it would cause problems. If you take what Starbucks has done recently, and they've been in the news for it, they've taken yeah. lemonade, lemonade and put so much caffeine into it, mm-hmm. it is killing people. Literally,
2: That's not yeah. natural. Yeah, there is really. no place
0: you can go out in nature and consume that much concentrated caffeine. Here's another example that people don't realize. Cocaine comes from the coca plant. It has been a tradition for thousands of years that people who live around coca plants will take the leaves and chew them and hold them in their mouth like we do chewing tobacco. Sometimes they get a nice little burst of energy and mental clarity and they do it their whole life and it never causes a problem. It becomes a problem when we take that coca plant and we concentrate it down unnaturally to, to heavy concentrations that now can kill people or cause addiction. We've done the same thing with alcohol. Some naturally occurring alcohol may not be all that big of a deal, small amounts here and there, but we take it and distill it down to 190 proof. Yeah, that's going to cause some problems. Natural painkillers. Oh, look, they work a little bit. Let's concentrate them so they work even better. Well, they do work better, but then the side effects are going to be doubled and tripled as well.
7: Yeah, you went underwater there for a minute while you were talking, but I, I, I got you. Yeah, they when they concentrate on them, they just it becomes a killer thing. It becomes addictive, and yeah, it causes all, all, all hell in society, and people can't. They don't understand the dose, and like you said, it's a little bit in the morning, and you know, you're okay. But you got these. Guys. I used to see a truck driver. I, I used to call it a bucket. He had a bucket of um of coffee on. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. A hundred twenty-eight ounce mug. It was just pathetic. <laughs> well, it was full of coffee, and I, I laugh when I think of it.
0: Two things that are really popular, mostly with the younger generations right now, but energy drinks which are loaded with caffeine, unnatural amounts of caffeine. And now, have you seen this new product, Zyn?
7: Nope, I haven't heard of that. So
0: Zyn, Z-Y-N, it's a Swedish product. It has exploded in popularity here in this country. Um, They're little pouches that you stick in your mouth and hold between your cheek and gum, but they're not tobacco. They're just pure nicotine.
7: Oh. Yeah, not good. Why don't we, Why don't we ask why we don't have energy in the first place instead
3: of...
0: That's the point. More, uh, you're, the, these yeah. things do work. You, you drop an energy drink in a zin and you're going to be bouncing off the walls with energy. But why do we need that? Because that those kind of concentrations of caffeine and nicotine are toxic.
7: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking of a guy who, who mixed a, a Red Bull with like a Monster or something one day. and We were driving from uh, northern Maine into New down into Southern New England, and it, it was what it did to him. It was funny. Well, but he it, he was his eyes were yeah, it
2: and is red. And,
7: anyway,
0: it, it is kind of funny. Except we've taken it to such an extreme that people are dying from drinking lemonade at Starbucks.
7: Yeah, they need a new slogan. People are dying to be our customers, and you know it. Yeah, it's.
0: And yet, so so hardly anybody blinks an eye over that, but let somebody hear me say, oh, you shouldn't be taking aspirin every day. That's bad for you. And all of a sudden, I'm not a doctor and you're going to kill people with that kind of advice. I mean, that's the reaction we get from people.
7: Right. And if you eat bacon, eggs, and butter, you're gonna die. But right. But you eat Doritos, jing Dongs, and yodels, or whatever. And 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 <laughs> wash a- it yeah.
0: down. Wash it down with a giant high caffeine lemonade from Starbucks, and then put a little pinch of Zin in between your cheek and gum, and you'll be all set.
7: Yeah, you're all good. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're common or normal. That's whichever, right. Is, whichever fits their agenda. Yeah. So, and anyway. all right. Well, um, I don't um. I had some other stuff. I don't know if you want to go into I know you wanted
0: to. No, end I'm going to um, no, let you go. I got one more call I'm going to take since it's on the board, and then I am going to wrap this up for today. Uh, let's go to Texas. James, welcome.
9: Hey, Kevin. How's it going?
0: Good. What's on your mind?
9: Oh, uh, I'm in the coaching, you know, and uh, I sent in that fit test, and I'm just curious how long it takes to get the results back.
0: Um, I haven't been following them lately. I don't know if this has changed, but we used to get them back within a week, seven days usually.
9: Okay. Oh, it had not been that long. You said something about health coaching this week, but it's not this week, is it?
0: Oh, well, I, I, I just meant coaching. I wasn't even trying to remember if it's gotcha. health or business okay. this week. Yeah.
9: Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, I've been feeling better. And Good. The. So I hadn't had the gas smells and everything. They subsided for the time being. I don't want to speak too loud. But,
0: well, I, I, you know, I, I think just still
9: having a little bit of acid reflux, but it's better than it has been in the in the past weeks for sure. I, I think mean, we're on the right
0: track. I just results. think you you had a lot of you know little side paths and things that were getting in the way of certain things. I, I, I think the more consistent you get with what we're doing, the better your results are going to get.
9: Gotcha. I hear you. And I I ordered the Keto Mojo to, to uh, track their ketones. So I, I haven't done it yet, but I just got it yesterday. So. Okay, good. Still trying to get that. Well, it's good to hear the other guy's blood sugar. I forget what his name is, the guy in the coaching with me. He's been battling that. But I can't. I I I fasted for 24 hours. That's as far as I could go, man. I I guess I need to push a little harder to try to go for 48 one time.
0: You know, I okay. I, I I'm not. You know, it's kind of a tough call. Fasting is going to make you somewhat uncomfortable, and that's okay. Um, when the comfort becomes extreme. And who's to judge what's extreme and what isn't? We, we're the only ones that could. Um, I, I've always taken the approach, if I feel that uncomfortable while I'm fasting, maybe this is too long of a fast. And, and it would. there's nothing wrong with if 24 hours is your kind of limit to where you really start feeling uncomfortable, try to push through. Sometimes what you'll find is there may be an hour or two of discomfort, and if you can push through it, sometimes it goes away. The hunger goes away. Um, other times you might just say, look, it's really uncomfortable. Maybe I'll just do a 24-hour fast once a week, and I'll just stick with that instead.
9: Yeah. Yeah. And it, now getting the fast, you can't still have the bulletproof coffee, right?
0: No. See, I, I'm not of one of those extremists a true fast would mean there are no calories being consumed only water that would be a true fast i I don't that's great but i I don't believe we have to go to extremes all the time if i have two cups of bone broth and a a cup of ndk coffee during my 24-hour fast well that was still better than having Two cups of bone broth, a cup of coffee, and a bunch of food. I mean, it, it's better. So sometimes we don't have to seek perfect; yeah. just seek better, and we should see improvement.
9: Gotcha. That's not what I I had but during my fast. I mean, bone broth and coffee and tea. So.
0: You know the the okay. no,
9: the,
3: the
0: other concepts.
3: Fact, I, I heard you say it before.
0: Yeah, the other concepts we talk about around eating, intermittent fasting, which most people can do every day if they choose to. They could go up to 14 or 16 hours every day where they're not eating, and that's a benefit. Um, when we talk about omad, one meal a day, that's another way. They're they're fasting then for 24 hours, virtually every day or close to it. Let's call it 23 hours or 22. You eat one meal a day and then you don't eat another meal till just about 24 hours later. That's another way of fasting without doing the long extended fast.
9: I got you. I usually at least go 12 hours every day without
0: eating. So, 12 hours um, is, is about where days, the but. benefit starts to kick in. So 12 hours, you're going to get some benefit from it. The fasting benefits, we kind of have to get our body to a certain place where it's starving a little bit. Um, that's why when we say intermittent fasting, it is typically like a 16-8 or an 18-6 where we're we're putting all of our food into one six-hour window um if we have food every 12 hours we may not be getting any of the benefits of fasting at all i got you i got you there and,
9: and right, there's sir, there's another way we could look at this here. There there could so. be
0: two benefits so if we take the average American who probably puts something in their mouth about every two hours, then going 12 hours without eating at least gives our body a break from the digestive process, which is good. But if we, if we look at the benefits of fasting that we know of, increased telomere length and some other things, those tend not to even start to occur till after 12 hours
9: got you i hear you all right that's all i had i
0: appreciate it all right thanks Thanks for the call all right we are going to wrap this up for today we went a little long but that's all right Uh, i will see you back here tomorrow for a free-for-all and rolling toe and then friday for a free-for-all and trends and technology uh you know it's so funny i i don't know how diesel knows this i haven't said my closing statement yet but he can always tell must be my tone my delivery something because he was just sound asleep on the floor and he just got up and he's sitting here staring at me because he knows when the show's over it's time for his walk which is his favorite part of the day so he is uh he's staring at me waiting he already knows so now once i say my closing statement he'll run to the door and get ready so we will see you back here tomorrow